Hello everyone and welcome to this two-part edition of Mind Podcast. The first part is an interview with Jay Mrug and the second part is a discussion between Adit Kapadi and Pramod Kumar Burawali. Here goes part 1. Hello 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 welcome to this new edition of Mind Podcast. Uh this is Adit Kapadia and together with me I have arguably India's best sophologist Jay Mrug joining me. Hi Jay. Hi Adit how are you? I'm I'm very unbiased. Huh? Can I introduce you by the way? <laughs> so uh jay jay has very kindly offered uh, to appear for us on our mind podcast um, for a discussion on the exit polls uh, he's just coming back from the times now studio after conducting a fantastic discussion uh, many congratulations jay very well very well analyzed so and we are going to hold you accountable huh, by the way <laughs> and yeah, absolutely so so to kick things off everybody knows the broad number that vmr associates predicted for the nda you uh, you clearly show that the nda is crossing the magical mark of 272 uh what are your key takeaways from this is it prime minister modi solidifying his position or is he making new gains as we saw in bengal and odisha i think this is a case of a party growing consolidating and establishing itself as a natural party of governance in india Hmm. it's now got support across india across different spectrum of people i mean if you just leave aside two or three states in south india this is one of the principal contenders in every state hmm. that coupled with some sort of an undulating faith in the leadership of mr modi which is found across almost all sorts of voters hmm. yeah making it has actually made it a one horse race it's just that i think it's very unfortunate our democracy is not very well studied analyzed and documented hmm. that we waited for an exit poll to say that it's a one horse race <laughs> you know ideally that could have been said before as well so. no what my key takeaway here it seemed was that <clears throat> the bjp uh, realized that it was arithmetically going to lose a little bit of ground in other states and started preparing for the new ground years in advance because the bengal and odisha gains don't seem to be one off you there is a consistent increase in voting percentages which you saw because you did a survey in january in march and then ultimately yeah. today yeah 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 so yeah. so so what are what are the likely scenarios you see if because there are there have been polls which are the the broad trend of all the polls seem to be similar that bjp is forming the government but there are a few polls that are saying bjp alone crossing 300 and um, the numbers we put out on mine my numbers are relatively similar to yours where i think bjp is going to be a little short of 270 but with nda they are going to carry forward so what do you think do you think it will be another stable government like 2014 or you think they'll have to do some hard bargaining with the allies no i largely see you know if it, once it crosses the 260 mark hmm. though you have allies their bargaining power is substantially less hmm. so then you are simply looking at a scenario where the allies are accommodated but hmm. you're not uh, you know you're not getting bullied by them hmm. i still see this as a largely bjp government maybe more aggressive and proactive than the 2014 version so and what are the big the, what are the biggest surprises you saw in the survey state wise like which three states you would say surprised you the most uh, i would say as always up because it took me a lot of study and effort to stick out my neck and say no a 55 plus tally for the bjp is possible Mm-hmm. uh second karnataka fascinating data i mean you could actually see the n- 
non coherence of the mahagathbandhan of karnataka in the data you know half of the jds voters of last time saying we are now voting bjp mm. half of the congress voters saying we are now voting bjp it was so damn clear and i think third most interesting aspect was not a state but the fact that most of the vip seats other than raibareli are now largely insecure they are not that committed vip voters anyway anymore Uh, yeah. There would be one seat I would add with right Raiburelli. That would be Chindwada. But apart from that, yes, yes, absolutely right. Apart from those two, huh. nowhere was that sort of a die-hard loyalty visible. Nowhere. Huh, because normally I see pollsters putting Congress at two to three or two to four in UP. This time they are putting one to two. So only Raiburelli is certain. Yes, that that's only one looks which looks certain. Huh. Okay. And and before before that though, what do you because in Karnataka also we've discussed many times offline how I we, we our mind makers columnists saw that the JDS workers were actually campaigning for the Congress. Oh, sorry, uh, were campaigning not campaigning for the Congress. I mean, um, were saying people telling people to vote for the BJP and vice versa wherever they had a candidate they didn't like, but. Um, yeah. So that was the thing. But but what about Bengal and Odisha? Bengal, I the sort of pattern I saw was huge support for BJP. Hmm. Uh, earlier in the Jan Feb March tracker polls as well. Hmm. The only question was how much of that support converts to seats. Hmm. And this is because it's a sort of a debut. Hmm. You know, you don't have these back bucks. So. Uh, so that's interesting then. So, what are your like? If I in closing, if I if I need to if I want to ask you, uh, what are the four key takeaways of this poll, and why if if at all the like there are two surveys, right? The ABP News survey puts about two eighteen as the low mark of the BJP, and then you have the three hundred. Where do you likely see what to happen? I mean, I know you have your survey, but I'm saying if you take off your Personal psychology hat on. If you just put an analyst hat on, where do you see the broad trends happening? Uh, I am very clear that rural India is asserting itself in terms of higher turnouts. Mm-hmm. That's one part. I'm mm-hmm. quite clear that dynasty is going to be a thing of the past in 2024. There is going to be no dynasty seat left. Mm-hmm. If it is also, it will be a seat with a contest on it. It's not going to be a take home, take away seat. Mm-hmm. That's point number two. Point number three, which I am seeing quite clearly again, is there is a lot of, you know, uh, traction that the BJP has got with the lower middle class and lower class hmm. through effective governance schemes. Hmm. I think I am seeing that act maybe scaled up further by the BJP. Uh, like your Ujwala uh, Yojana and yeah, the others, power, and electricity. And, and what is interesting is Mamata uh, played a spoil sport when it came to Aishman Bharat in West Bengal, uh, and uh, assuming that BJP might get you know goodwill for it, but BJP is anyways gaining in West Bengal. Another quick surprise yeah. was Telangana because a lot of people were saying that Sikandarabad to hey, but BJP also has a chance in Karimnagar and stuff. The BJP has a chance in Chelwala or Mahbub Nagar, one of them. Okay, Chelwala or Mahbub Nagar. I see, I see. Yes. So is Mahbub Nagar where DK Aruna is standing from? Yes. Ha. Huh. So uh, you would be surprised. Our good friend Pramod Kumar Burawali, who is from Telangana, for the last three months he has been telling me, do not count her out. 
एंड मोस्ट पोल्स वेर काउंटिंग हर आउट बट यू नो वंस अगेन यू ऑलवेज ट्रस्ट द सन ऑफ द सॉइल टू गिव यू द राइट ऑप्शन राइट अपडेट from yeah, there yeah, yeah. Ha, but but in closing yeah. i know it's very late so thank you so much uh, for joining jay but before before yeah, i uh, before i let you go completely uh, <laughs> overall i think our thrust is that the bjp is if not knocking at the doorsteps of power along with the nda should comfortably cross 272 but this also should be a introspection for the congress because if you notice a lot of the congress stalwarts because you said vip seat congress gave its old rajiv gandhi indira gandhi time ke stalwarts ko tickets diya hai and they are all seem to be losing now all of them all a generation has come to pass that's it a generation has come to pass a generation has come to pass and rahul gandhi still leads it <laughs> so that's <laughs> that's the ultimate trust but thank you so much yeah. jay for joining us i know you have a busy schedule uh, hopefully we'll have a detailed discussion after may 23rd and good luck for your coverage on may 23rd in the next few days thank you thank, thank you. you appreciate it So hello everyone thank you for staying with us this is a two part podcast like i said the first part was an interview with uh, a sophologist jay brog who gave us his idea of what's happening and what were the thrust the second part is a short discussion with my co-founder um, uh, and i always say dharmik guru pramod kumar buravalli how are you pramod <laughs> you mera mere i'm not good because hamesha mere aur modi ki tapasya bhang karke you ordinary human beings call us for earth duties acha okay <laughs> that's okay uh, even if we call if no the reason why we call you for earthly duties is because then the discussion is divine Uh, okay well then then i am up for it <laughs> uh, absolutely so no i was actually just praising you with uh, you obviously haven't heard he hasn't heard the interview i did with jay but i was just praising you a short while ago when we recorded the interview because uh, you stuck your neck out and said that do not discount bjp in mehboobnagar and today all the polls are saying that in mehboobnagar and chevalla bjp might have a chance he said the same thing and even in karimnagar so the funny thing is in telangana bjp is projected to win one to three seats but out of them none of them is sikandrabad see the vote share has definitely going to uh, was going to increase because of the uh, uh, induction of dk aruna jitender reddy and couple of hmm. uh, these well uh, Uh, rounded congress uh, politicians from both uh, south telangana and also the districts of khammam and nalgonda which were usually mm-hmm. uh, you know either uh, bastions of the communists or the tdp in, in the past mm-hmm. now the bjp seems to be um, really making inroads not just because of the induction of those uh, um uh leaders but mm-hmm. also there has been a big alienation of the reddy community reddies and velmas are the two dominant uh, caste in uh, telangana mm. and in andhra uh, there are there are kapus reddies and also uh, kammas the three uh, sub uh, caste mm. but uh, uh, telangana may the, the the one one thing that i will uh, i was also always looking to do is to get uh, people who were earlier in the 90s part of the bjp then for whatever reason they left to join other parties including congress especially the reddies mm. uh, they were not approached uh, until 3 or 4 months ago mm. uh, folks like jeevan reddy uh, many people there are d sinwas uh, reddy and many of these leaders who, who know for a fact that trs is here to rule for another two 
two terms at least because for whatever reason the uh, kcr gets the credit to be called as the uh, creator or father of telangana mm. so mm. there is no way and he has a very illustrious son ktr mm. who is a very able successor to kcr so there is no way bjp or any party will come to power but at least they can stay in power at least can Hmm. if they are part of a national party which is which but no no you could also have a odisha type situation where a lot of polls are predicting that bjp i'm not saying this election but eventually that it will be a split verdict where bjd might have a chance to form the state government but the bjp is the dominant partner in the lok sabha and that would be very interesting if if that is sort of the uh, way of the forward that's where it it is headed adit for sure uh, bjp will be the principal opposition party next uh, term for kcr hmm. and i'm pretty sure that's why kcr wants to develop this uh, fourth fifth or 25th uh, front <laughs> so that he can be rehabilitated back at the center because he has three able successors i mentioned the name of his son ktr huh. but he actually has two other successors his own nephew hmm. who is a rural leader his name is harish rao hmm. a very well known leader again from the same dominant velama caste hmm. then uh, his uh, daughter kavita Hmm. So be- between these three, he has three successors for the state position, uh, state chief ministership, possibly home ministership, and that leaves KCR himself out. So उनको उनके रोटी सेकने के लिए तेलंगाना से दिल्ली जाना ही पड़ेगा उनको. Interesting. And K- Mehboob Nagar was KCR's old constituent. Oh, sorry, that was Malkajgiri. Malkajgiri. I can say uh, I get confused. But, but Mehboob Nagar, he huh. did win uh, Lok Sabha in the past, but the it past. was never a Velma dominant or a, a TRS sort of mentality wala. Hmm. constituency because it is closer to rail sima and karnataka in its sensibilities in the way they speak and eat food also hmm. mahbub nagar is more are uh, uh, closer to rail sima so it before, doesn't have before, that before yeah before we get slaughtered for only discussing telangana let's go to the other states also um what was interesting is the polls of west bengal and kerala uh, i'll tell you why i mentioned both the states west bengal there is an ascendant bjp uh, tmc which is struggling uh, to hold the massive mandate it got uh, congress which is marginal and left which is non existent and the reason left is left out left is left out the reason i mentioned kerala and both even in kerala bjp is making inroads in one or two seats at the cost of the left and left is also left out there and the only biggest conclusion of these all the exit polls there is two unanimous things that modi he will be the next prime minister of india and the left is going to be probably reduced to either single digits or very low double digits like probably 10 or 12 or something all across india so what does that tell you that are we seeing a shift where the communists are finally uh, going to be actually go to the dustbin of history have to go to the dustbin of history look at venezuela look at the chinese party transforming itself from a communist to a, mm. a sort of a kumintang or a nationalist uh, party in its own chinese image mm. the left is finished in the world there are only very few vestiges left in academia mm. in the kind of intellectual uh, think tanks of the world mm. uh, which is a direct uh, sort of uh, Uh, way to try to weaken a state mm. the country itself will have to go through the transitionary process bengal at this point in time needs a bengal renaissance and the way we have seen the past 10 years mamta coming and stamping out the left but then trying <coughs> to become the new left mm. will also change because 
winds are very clear if they are really smart politicians whoever is remaining of this mahagathbandhan of sorts mm. they will also have to turn towards the center if right, not right right now congress is gaining or up is only gaining in three major states one is tamil nadu where uh, surveys are predicting that they are probably they are slated to do better and with the admk confusion in leadership a lot of people did predict that um, then apart from tamil nadu they are gaining in kerala of course where there is also the demographic thing with alliance in with muslim league and then in punjab um except for these three states you are not really seeing any massive gains for congress but what's the real story of these exit polls numbers in my opinion is in gujarat rajasthan madhya pradesh uttar pradesh bihar maharashtra chatisgarh jharkhand uttarakhand himachal we have told that bjp had maxed out its gains and it can only go lower but it has actually if not increased maintained the gains that is unbelievable it is now the congress for the future with the pan india presence there is nobody who can dare to say that it is a north indian party with the penetration in karnataka with the vote share upswing in kerala with the kind of inroads they have done in both orissa and west bengal which is here to stay because also remember in west bengal there is also the bangladesh infiltration and the demographic problem which we knew one day or the other will spill out on the streets and mm-hmm. reflect Yeah, on the uh, on the upswing in uh, saffron voting mm. uh, similarly with the uh, northeast mm. this is going to be irreversible the blood of mother india will flow orange <laughs> that's see I, i i only make the statements i i wait for promote to put them colorfully so there, <laughs> there you go but uh, you don't call me don't call me bajrangi but at least call me satrangi na i am colorful <laughs> satrangi mujhe laga you are going for the bajrangi bhaijan uh, thing i was part of bajrang the line i am proud to say that kya par acha you are the original bajrangi acha main main par i'll tell you this though so uh, the western india like uh, the, i saw the access poll numbers and i my numbers on mind that we release my I, i personally put the bjp between 236 and 250 and the nda it should comfortably get to 290 300 i'm sticking by my numbers obviously uh, as somebody don't, as somebody don't sub- ask Sorry? don't ask me these things adit because no, i'm not so I'm nervous that's why our, i am doing no, no, it for our listeners who haven't uh, yet might not not <laughs> seen we uh, some of our political columnists and me we six of us we've put out our numbers there shwetank's numbers are the closest to um, the axis and sea water numbers the my numbers and mohal's numbers are closer to the uh, times now numbers uh, and jay's numbers actually uh, and republic which pradeep came out so uh, my my little joke was that between the six of us we've covered every possible range <laughs> so and you guys do a very scientific analysis see i've gone through the type of uh, type of sample size the kind of uh, data accrual methods that uh, the other polls uh, pollsters were doing yeah, and, some- and- historical trends yeah. are also see a lot of people think historical trends is going through the 80s and 90s data not all of it is there i mean there are some trends which you just take from 2014 now i'll just give you a simple example uh, we, yesterday i was discussing the, um, the i think the, the ranchi or the jamshedpur seat one of those seats where ramtal choudhury was the mp anyways my point is um, there people were saying that there is a mahagathbandhan bjp has a problem or something but then you had ajsu aligning with the bjp with 1.4 lakh votes which were actually transferring to the bjp and bjp gave one of his seats grid to ajsu which they knew they would probably going to be losing in jharkhand 
to gain the other seats where there would be a vote transferability or something so that's the very smart alliances that bjp did in jharkhand bihar maharashtra at the cost of their own sitting mps to make sure that the greater good you know is achieved look this is there for the long haul modi might be 69 and uh, he might be uh, staring at another one or two terms at the maximum but amit shah is still in the mid 50s there is a strong group of mid level and middle aged karyakartas that are now blossoming and becoming chief ministers mm. they are all taking a, a kind of a central role role in election management uh, young candidates like tejasvi surya who are getting elected first time with the kind of josh hosh uh, that they are bringing to the table there is nothing on the horizon as far as any party in this mahagathbandhan and even within nda they're all going to die a natural death because they have not invested in merit they have not invested in correct nationalism and most importantly they have not been able to identify a sort of common minimum agreeable agenda taking india and bharat forward together mm. that is what modi has done because i'm very interested adit and i probably we can do this offline also to try to understand ki ye log jo naye voters hote hain the ones who have voted first time and probably have voted the second time right after uh, 2014 how they have reacted i would be very interested to know on uh, about those no, and also also which is very fascinating is that the the conventional wisdom of india also if you look at in the last since people love looking at historical trends let look at let's look at the big mandates that people got and i'm i'm kind of excluding the uh, nda mandate in 99 because there was a big mandate but that was for a greater alliance i'm talking about individual party mandates rajiv gandhi got one in 84 but squandered it in 99 indira gandhi got it in 71 there was the emergency then the janta came then indira came back in 1980 and the 1984 only happened because of the sympathy factor and everything then narsimha rao got the 200 in 91 but in 96 bjp you know eclipsed congress and uh, congress got a very low mandate in 2004 but went up to 200 and then squandered it in 2014 so this is going to be one of the rare occasions where a pro an incumbent party might actually increase their seats if they don't you know do that so so that's the that's the i, so, huh. I have consistently given him sort of 100 and i have a very tough sorry pramod go come again i gave 90 out of 100 to uh, modi mm. uh, considering how difficult the situation was after 2014 and mm. the situation economically and from a national security standpoint india was going through mm. to make such a remarkable turn around person like modi is required for another one or two terms to keep india on an autopilot mode which india was during the time of the guptas the mauryas and definitely during the time of uh, dharmaraja and uh, rama these so, uh, these are the golden eras as we remember adit uh-huh. if that has to take place then you need an epoch or a time frame of minimum 10 to 15 years hmm. for irreversible changes to happen let me give you and now let me give yeah. you some yeah before we get to the end of it let me give you some closing points to consider and then i'll come to you pramod for your last statements there are four key takeaways for me this election one is the massive gains bjp made in west bengal and odisha and to some extent west bengal is turning out to be the biggest story of 2019 the second is in the northwestern region where bjp had maximized the gains bjp has consolidated them and it is there to stay third in a lot of places you see that people 
in surveys have said they may or may not agree with the party but they are voting for prime minister modi as the uh, prime minister so this is one of the even a bigger quasi presidential election than 2014 ever was and lastly the congress party even though at it's coming at a benchmark of 44 the only seats it's getting is somewhat because of the demographic or arithmetic advantage rahul gandhi it seems is not adding on to the seats because you know of himself as the leader like narendra modi is adding on to the seats to the bjp saying acha modi ke liye vote ja raha hai rahul is probably proving out to be a lagging effect on the congress so those are the my conclusions uh, along with obviously yeah one is uh, uh, great great conclusions because one is on the up and up the hmm. other one is going down and down hmm. the add addition of uh, priyanka gandhi almost looks like rahul gandhi is appearing twice every year <laughs> so they are, they have no multiplication that it's all a net zero effect huh. and that that family has taken down the party and uh, the and the kind of uh, hmm. uh, annals of history that uh, even gandhi ambedkar all of them wanted it relegated to which is a congress mukt bharat i do not want somebody was saying that congress uh, should uh, hang around for a strong opposition to the bjp i do not buy that i think congress should die a natural death to be replaced by another futuristic party which mm-hmm. definitely has a good chance to come to power because the bjp themselves have a lot to improve themselves they uh, even though you give 90 out of 100 to the uh, uh, to modi you cannot give more than 60 to out of 100 to bjp as a party itself so no, and, and and again i i i want to i want to put in a caveat we were discussing the exit poll numbers i personally still think that uh, my numbers of two I, i'm standing by my numbers i think the uh, BJ, numbers of bjp in bengal and up i was giving them a little lower than what they have gotten i think nda should comfortably get to 3 or 300 297 was my midpoint but i think they will cross 300 after the uh, voting of from what i've heard because these numbers were before i heard about these nine seats of bengal today um uh, but but i still think if they get to 350 nothing like it as somebody who likes prime minister who is a supporter of prime minister modi but i still think about 300 320 is where they'll end up with eventually but who gets the closest which mind makers columnist got it right we're going to discuss that on a mega mind podcast on may 23rd we're going to have guests pramod is obviously going to be here we are not going to let him go anywhere we'll have hangouts discussions and a lot more as uh, on a lighter note as a great philosopher said abhi to party shuru hui <laughs> so uh, let's party i am so nervous and so excited so no we can watch uh, uh, <laughs> and, and 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 we'll promise you even though we we are we, i mean we've never hidden it we are uh, we are supportive of prime minister narendra modi as a leader when we give you analysis it will be a number by number seat by seat seat by seat unbiased analysis of what what went correctly for which party and what went wrong for which party so please stay tuned and before you go pramod do you have any recommendations for our listeners well uh, i would definitely want people to continue reading writing and uh, keep a look out for the narendra modi movie that is coming out with vivek obrai i was just uh, talking to three young kids uh, about 10 11 years old of uh, you know somebody asked me if i had even seen a rishi i said no i have come close to seeing a rishi in action and that is narendra modi Bhap, and it came very naturally to me My because goodness. it's a very difficult task to st- turn a ship at the rate at which it was decaying like india to the status and the stature it, it it is at now it cannot be possible without a man divine on a divine mission like narendra modi i'll tell you this uh, 
I saw the visuals of Prime Minister Narendra Modi at Kedarnath. So my recommendation this week is not going to be read or something, but visit the Char Dhams, visit Kedarnath, visit Badrinath. Uh, just, you know, I, I have to go there. Such beauty India has, amazing natural beauty, amazing spiritual beauty. Pe re- go there. I couldn't, I couldn't control my tears for more than five minutes after seeing the visual. If Modi were not to get elected, it is not his loss because he knows the life he is going to lead after this as a Rushi or a Muni. Hmm. It would have been the loss of India, but let's not talk about that right now because go, I have discussion late twenty third but, but I I would say <laughs> go go check out the beauty of India yeah. because there is really not a country like it. Uh, yes, you can call me biased. I don't care. <laughs> this is who I am when it comes to India. <laughs> I'm kidding, guys. Please write to us. Please subscribe to Mindmakers. Uh, we need your support. We are a small media outfit trying to uh, uh, make a place for ourselves. We've covered state after state. We've had series of articles on more than 20, 20 to 25 states in India, uh, podcasts, everything. To our best, we've tried to cover this uh, election. It's been it's been great bringing all the analysis for you, and it will not stop. It will only continue after May twenty third. So, <clears throat> from Pramod and Adit, this is a wrap for now. But we'll be back in less than four days with the final results. Thank you, guys. Thank you.